Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, and welcome to Play On Radio. I've got a special bonus interview for everyone today. I'm Gemma Bastiani. If you didn't know that already, you hear me all the time. But today, I'm really excited to have someone who I apparently have known for a very long time, but we only just realized. Um, got a footy photographer with an interesting back history with me today. You go by She Scores on mm-hmm. social media, yes. but your name is? Steph Camelli. Excellent. And you've come here because I just messaged you and then we realized that you used to shoot music for my blog. Yes. So let's dive straight into it. Mm. So can you give us a brief understanding of who you are and what you do? Um, I am a current amateur footballer (laughs) who really likes taking pictures and I decided to combine the two uh, and that's what I do now. Excellent. And you've had heaps of awesome photos shared by a lot of footballers and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. as well, which is kind of how Mm -hmm. I found Mm -hmm. your stuff. But we'll get to that in a second. I want to start with where you began in photography because that's how we initially know each other. Yes. Uh, Oh, gosh. What (laughs) year would it have been? Like 13 to 16, I think I was there. Yeah. I'm going to say like 13 because I I started going to uni in 14. Okay. So it would have been 2013. I started um, taking pictures at gigs all around Melbourne. Um, because I had a friend who was like heavy into the music scene and it looked like a fun place to start. Um, little did I know I was choosing probably the hardest photo gigs to shoot because there was no light. There was like beers getting thrown on your back every second weekend. Um, <laughs> and you were up at like obscure hours because artists wouldn't come out until like midnight or 11 o'clock. Oh, worst. Um, so I started back in 2013. And that's how we were introduced. Yeah, so I was I the written editor. Virtual intro, like yeah. a virtual introduction. Yeah. I used to send you lots of emails. You did, yes. Yeah, so I was the <laughs> written editor of Casual Band Blogger at the mm-hmm. time. So that was your kind of baptism by fire entry into photography, mm-hmm. which I find fascinating because you kind of have done the two things that I'm obsessed with and that the whole radio station is about. Yeah. So were there any highlights in terms of bands that you got to photograph? Um... I, I remember shooting Future, I think it was, the oh, final yes. Future Festival. And I'd ne- like, I'm not a huge music fan. I can appreciate good music, but 
I don't like I don't listen to Triple J, so I don't know all of those like up and comers yep. and whatever else is going on. Um, I'm like very. I think I, I have daggy taste in music. Which people will find out because we're going to yeah. slot in some songs, <laughs> some Australian songs that you've yeah, chosen good, for us. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, I wasn't I wasn't super into uh, the band, like, some of the bands that I, were, that I was shooting, but I used it as a challenge to kind of, like, push my photo skills and to open my ears to new sounds, which I did. Um but a highlight was definitely future. Yeah. I remember um, Drake just before he got big played oh, at that wow. festival, and Avicii was headlining as well. Oh wow! So I shot the two of those, and it was my first festival. I've never been. I'd never been to a festival before. That's mental. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was like four. I remember it was like forty-two degrees. We were all in like singlets, sitting in like a pit of people that were like falling on top of you, and yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> Super fun, but super tiring. Yeah. But yeah, hectic day. Far that was out. A That's sick. Yeah. Um, so then from there, you obviously moved into footy photography, but has footy always been a passion of yours? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, so going back, back, I didn't realise that women's footy was a thing. Yeah. Um, so I spent like my whole childhood, I grew up in the country, um, I spent my young, young years at the Hepburn Footy Club with my cousins because they all played there. Yep. Um, and grew up kicking a footy around and then moved to Melbourne with my family. Didn't know that footy ever existed. Um, spent 10 years playing basketball and then started uni in 20, 2009, I think it was. Yep. Um, and went to the sport carnival for O Week and was like, all right, I need to kind of like meet people and mingle and whatever. And walked around and there was a soccer table and I was like, okay, like, this is cool. I'll join the soccer team. There was no one at the table. So I turned the corner and there were there was a Melbourne University Women's Football Club. Yes. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> it was like just walking into some sort of, like, weird reality where, like, yeah, it was like this exists. Like, and there are people that play it and there are people that are good at it and there's, like, a pathway. And at that time it was kind of, like, still starting to kind of, like, form yeah, um, and nothing like what we have today or, like, what the young girls are kind of, like, lucky enough to, to kind of play in today. But I was like, this is just awesome. And then joined, played footy, um, finished my uni degree there, took a year off, started shooting bands, yeah, fell in love with photography and then went to photo school. That's awesome. Started taking pictures of sport. Yeah. Oh, yeah, footy. Footy's the best. Um, who do you follow in the AFLW? Uh, God, this is always so hard for me. Um, I, I'm going to say no one. <laughs> That's fine. Because, because I appreciate it's everyone at the same time, right? Yeah. And I have mates that play in different teams and it's kind of hard to kind of pledge my allegiance to one team. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I do have a couple of, uh, soft spots for yep. certain teams. Which you can name right now uh, because I clearly have all my soft spots yeah, up in them. Yeah, they're all over the walls. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I've, got a, I've got a little soft spot for Geelong. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I and I do love Carlton. Okay, yeah, I can get around that. Yeah. Do you follow the men's footy? Uh, not as much anymore. Yeah. Um, I think their game's developing into something that's totally different now. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I followed Essendon. Okay. Um, yeah, well, after 
some of their performances recently, yeah. you can kind of jump off that bandwagon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but now it's just kind of like quite loose. I consume a lot of footy outside of what's shown on TV anyway. Yep. Um, I'm at a club playing. I'm shooting on the weekends. Um, a lot of my mates are footy mates. So it, I don't know. Sometimes you just need a bit of a break and need yes. to focus on other stuff, you know? I know that feeling. Yeah. Definitely. So it's nice. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about your actual, the first time you shot a footy match, because Mm -hmm. I imagine the method of doing that is completely different to live music photography, which is my association with a lot of footy, uh, with a lot of photography. Sorry. I'm not a photographer, but I've lived in that world for a very long time. What's the steps to actually getting to shoot a game? Um, So I was quite lucky in the sense that um, She Scores was kind of like born while I was still at uni. Cool. Um, I needed a project for my final year. I always wanted to shoot sports. I never had the opportunity given what the rubrics were for assessments and that kind of thing. Um, And it got to final year and I was like, oh, well, I want to shoot sport. How do I do that? And I want to create a space for women in sport because I didn't see one. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it, how it developed. And it was literally at the point, so this was 2016. Yeah. Um, the AFLW was announced, I think mid that year or something like that, that it was going to launch and take off in 2017. Um, and I kind of sensed that if I didn't catch that wave, I wouldn't, be able to enter into that sphere. Yep. Um, so I literally took a camera or took my camera, hired the longest lens I could from the shop and rocked up to a VFL game and sat on the sidelines. Amazing. And that's all I did. It was, uh, oh gosh, who was it? Darabin v. V Western Spurs. Oh, wow. At Darabin's old home, I think it's still their home ground. Um, AH Cap Reserve, I think it's called. Yeah, it's like kind of... Yeah, close by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. That's no cool. Fence, anything. Just sat on the side with a massive camera and just shot away. And the experience of shooting footy would be much more intense, I imagine, maybe in a different way because things are moving so quickly. The chance to get your shot comes and goes very quickly. Yeah. Um... Funnily enough, there are a lot, a lot of similarities between shooting gigs and, and shooting sport. You've only got a set amount of time to yep. shoot what you have to shoot. If you don't get the shot in that time, tough luck. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of i am grateful for my, my experience in, like, gigs and music and taking, taking shots like that because I think it set me up. It, it was a good first stepping stone into getting comfortable with uncomfortable things happening in front of your camera yeah, and being quick enough to get those things. Cool. Do you want to take a very quick break? We'll mm. listen to one of your songs. <laughs> sure. Might play some John Farnham now. <laughs> yeah, go for it. And then we'll come right back. Get your pipes ready. <laughs>
I'm here with Steph, who is better known as She Scores, wonderful women's footy photographer, women's sport photographer, I should say, um, who, as I said, we apparently have known each other for six years <laughs> without realising. Coming and going, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the She Scores brand in general. I know that's a bit of a gross word, brand, but you have quite developed it as a brand on Twitter and Instagram. Mm. I've obviously seen it pop up heaps and the logo is really sick and all that sort of stuff. So how did you come about kind of developing that as a brand as you because the logo is you? Mm, mm. Um, in terms of like a purely visual like, uh, I guess, entity, I'm privileged enough that my sister is a, is a designer. Having designers in the family is the oh, best. Oh, it's so handy. All I just the- walk in the door. I'm like, Christine, <laughs> I need this, this and this. <laughs> And she's like, right, let's go. All the play on design branding is yep. my cousin. She's yep. done all that. So yep. definitely find like, one or marry yeah, one. Yeah, or- absolutely. Well, funny story. When the whole Taylor Harris thing came out, yeah. um, I was – Instagram was down. Like this is how serendipitous it is. <laughs> Instagram was not working for the day. And so I was like, I need to get my ass into gear and get on Twitter. Yep. Because if I want to start making commentary on footy or if I want to kind of like reach out to people who aren't kind of in that Instagram space, Twitter's my way to do it. Yeah. So I went onto Twitter, had a bit of a look around and this whole thing just blew up in my face. And I was home sitting on the couch next to my sister and I was like, Christine, you need to get that picture, cut it out, change the colours. We need to do this right now and it needs to go up. And it's funny but like the... If you look at the AFL women's logo... Yeah, they changed it. That is a very, very similar kind of... Um, uh, what, would you, what would you say? Like a... Vector, I guess? Yeah. To what we had put out within like a half an hour of that thing blowing up. Yeah. I remember that night so vividly because I was sitting here as we are right yeah. now and I was recording um, my AFL-M season preview with mm-hmm. Jason Morrison. Mm-hmm. And I used TweetDeck because I use Twitter all the time. Yep. And I had it up on the screen while we were recording. And it was just going absolutely nuts. nuts. Yep. And I kept getting distracted because I was like, holy shit, like mm. this is insane. And you've got to be quick. Like I think, um, who was it? The, the t-shirt guys that leaked tees. Who created that, that whole t-shirt around it. That was up in like... 15 minutes, 20 yeah. minutes of it blowing up. I definitely have one of those T-shirts. Yeah. I'm very excited about it <laughs> because now you can't get them. You didn't burn it like the AFL asked you to? No. I have it up in my bedroom. <laughs> anyway. You just don't wear it in public. Um, I got my Alex Sexton T-shirt yesterday. I'm very excited yeah, about that. Yeah, nice. I bought myself an early birthday gift, which nice. was an Alex Sexton T-shirt, so... I apparently have no allegiances either. <laughs> um, so... We talked a little bit about the community yeah. in that Taylor Harris kind of evening, yeah. I guess we should say. Did you find yourself getting more and more involved in the community in an online space once your photos started going up? Uh, yes, absolutely. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I, I'd already been around the footy community since about 2010 or so. That was when I started playing footy. Yep. Um, so I knew a couple of... Uh, the ma- I'm going to call them mature age players, uh, <laughs> veterans. Um, <laughs> some are still playing now. Yeah. Um, but I knew a couple of them coming through. Yep. Um, and the beautiful thing about footy is it's like, it, and I think with women's footy especially, is that uh, it's kind of a space where all of the outcasts went when they didn't feel like they belonged to any other group. Yep. Um, and so as soon as you walked into a footy club, especially before AFLW, um, you were family and it didn't matter how long you'd been there. If you had come for a week and you were about to leave, it didn't matter what the circumstances were. As soon as you signed up, everyone had your back and everyone considered you family. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's changed. Um, I think it's evolved. uh, Yeah. I mean... I don't know. It's hard to say, but it it especially in in those kind of days, the days before AFLW, um, yeah, it was it was just like a massive family, and so there was already a small community around that. As soon as I started pushing my work out a little more, um, I think that community just kind of grew a little bit. Yeah, and now it's just a, a big warm hug. <laughs> Because I did beautiful people. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's good. I did briefly look at a couple of people that were following you on Twitter and stuff yeah. like that. And there are a few AFLW players who obviously respect your work and I've noticed that AFLW players tend to be much better with crediting their photographers than mm-hmm. what a few others mm-hmm. are as mm-hmm. well. So have you found like that obviously is kind of a nice refreshing situation to be in as compared to even musicians aren't overly good at crediting their photographers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, I think we're fortunate that, um, what we're talking a little bit about off air about creatives and how, um, AFLW kind of like lures them in a little bit. Yes. Um, (laughs) because there are a few of us in the space, we kind of get it. Yep. Um, and I think it's kind of just one of those things where it's like, if your mate's an AFLW player and she's crediting someone, if you're an AFLW player, you're just going to credit because you saw so-and-so credit. Yeah, because um, everyone deserves credit for their work. 100%. And it's not hard to credit a yeah, photographer, God no. damn it, people. And, and I think a lot of the times, because we've essentially come from a, a smaller space and it's just exploded into something massive, Yeah, everyone gets that community. Anyone that's been in there for longer than what AFLW has been around gets, they just get it. Yeah. It's a basic respect thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, well, let's touch on what we did discuss off-air because yeah. I think it's an interesting thing to talk about in this context. Um, I was explaining to you how Play On Radio came about, which was 
the the kind of community that the arts and the footy world have created mm. between one another mm. in the advent of AFLW and mm. I guess the advent of social media to a lesser extent. Um, Play on Radio exists because the two things I love, music and footy, have become much closer and much more involved with one another, I think, because of AFLW, because there are a lot of AFLW players or even VFLW players who are much more involved in the arts because they're probably a lot more grassroots than men's players necessarily are. And that's not a bad thing. It's just different. And I, having worked in music stuff for over 10 years now, I was always the black sheep because people in the arts community didn't understand how someone in the arts could, especially a woman in the arts, could love a culture that is so geared towards appealing to men and shutting out women. And then when AFLW came around, it opened everyone's eyes and so many of my friends in the arts came to footy because they felt so included at AFLW Games and in that community. And it was like this whole new world opened up to me because I could find people that intersected between both of my interests and then we find people like Beck Goring who is a very accomplished musician, plays with a lot of my friends Mm -hmm. and she's the vice captain of the Geelong women's team and Mm -hmm. People like that are cropping up everywhere and I think it's really exciting, especially in a city like Melbourne, where those two things are so important, they can coexist, whereas previously everyone saw them as completely separate things and I think that's really exciting. Is that something that you felt happened as well, having been someone who has done things in the arts as well as footy? Um, Yeah, look, I'm not sure that's going to last forever. Yeah. Um, I think the more professional the league gets, the harder it is to get drafted, the clearer the pathway becomes, the more refined the pathway becomes. I think it it might take a turn and it, it could bear some similarities to the men's game where from a young age you've got a pathway set for you and you focus on that pathway, you get drafted and that's kind of it. I think the reason it is the way it is is because... There are so many – I kind of picture it like a, like a massive tree almost. Yeah. Um, and AFLW is the trunk of that tree. Um, but everyone kind of gets to the trunk in a different way. Yeah. So every person's branch to that trunk of AFLW is completely different. Um, whether it be that you're, you, you know, a bet goring and you loved music as much as you loved sport and you were good at both of them and you had that ability to play both. Man, you know, love to be that person. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or if you're like like Kendra Hill who loves um, painting yep. and is like a, a sick painter, yeah. um, you know, maybe the opportunities weren't there for her, you know, overseas or when she got here for her to – well, I think she's had a couple of knee recos, so she's had plenty of time spent in rehab yep. where those kind of um, passions both met mm-hmm. and – because they've, they've, everyone's kind of come from different spaces, they've been allowed that time to pursue multiple things. It hasn't just been a blinkered, yeah. footy-focused approach to get but to I playing think AFLW. The other aspect of it is, though, is the the feeling when you're at games is so completely different to when yeah, you're at a men's game. Isn't and it? I, I, this whole thing isn't about bashing men's footy because I clearly love men's footy as yeah. well, but the feeling there is completely different. So that whole idea that 
the culture is terrible for women and you can't be included, therefore you can't like the thing, mm. has kind of gone out the window because mm. there is that outlet now mm. and mm. those sorts of things I don't think we'll lose even if we do lose those other things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, again, I think it's just from where it's come from. Yeah. You know, um, and it's kicking down doors and it's jumping over walls and it's, you know those people at the start who just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and it didn't matter if nobody was going to watch. They just wanted the opportunity to play. Yeah. Um, I think when that is kind of woven into the fabric of something uh, at its inception, that is very hard to lose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's completely different. I agree shooting or even just going and sitting at a women's game and sitting at a men's game, it's completely different. Yeah. And I, I'd like to think for the better. Um, yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. For the better. Yeah. I've never been harassed at a women's game, but at men's yeah. games, very different story. <laughs> so we want to take one more really quick break, sure. play another bit of your music and, uh, and we'll come right back. <laughs> Steph, you've been very kind to chat to me about lots of women's footy stuff and photography stuff. Before you leave, Mm. and I'm putting you on the spot here, I didn't Mm. tell you to prepare this, but is there one or two photographs that you've taken and shared that really stand out as highlights for you in terms of footy photos? Yeah. um... And can we share them on our social media for you? Sure. <laughs> I, I just need to think. Uh, there's one that I haven't posted. Ooh. And someone's asked me this before and they were like, oh, have you, have, do you feel that like you've taken your favourite photo yet? Um, and my answer to that is always no. Um, no, because then why would you keep well, doing it? you just don't keep shooting then. You've, you've hit the jackpot. You've peaked. Right. Um, there is one shot that I've yet to publish. Um, it might come up soonish. I think I'm edging on a 1,000 posts yes so it might be 1000 awesome um it it is of erin phillips it is of grand final day um and it's of her getting carted off the ground oh wow so i was lucky enough just on a whim like sometimes you get a gut feeling and you just go with it yeah um and i chose that pocket to shoot in for the grand final and got her looking back to the field as they were wheeling her off the ground. And it's like one of my most favourite shots that I've ever taken Um, and no one's seen it yet. I have chills right now. I'm so excited to see this. Yeah, so that's kind of – there's that one. I think – oh, in what have I posted that I've really loved? There's a shot from season one, I think it is, Collingwood v. the Western Bulldogs at Wittenovel. Kate Sheehan gets out for like 30 seconds of the game, does her knee. And I've got a shot of her with her face, like, all grimaced up, um, getting carried off the ground. Yeah, and I think wow. that's one of my most favourite shots. It's just, like, raw emotion. Yeah, it's very footy as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and as someone like, who has done their ACL, do not recommend. Yeah, yeah no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just, like, stuff like that is what – there's just this – I don't know how – like how to kind of put it, but it's almost like when you watch the women's game, their arms are open for you to come in and see what their world is like. Yeah. Um, and I think that 
is reflected in the way that they conduct themselves on and off the field. Um, when they get injured, it shows in their face. Yeah. And someone like Kate, like, she's been around that media space for her whole life virtually um, and around sport and to finally get that chance to do something that you've wanted your whole life. Yeah. And it's over, over in 30, in 30 seconds. seconds. You it know, pretty being tra- able to get that was like, yeah. Interesting that both your favourite photos are of ACL Yeah, injuries. well, see, I never drew that. <laughs> I never kind of, like, realised, but, yeah, apparently so. You like pain, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Makes for a good picture. <laughs> That's true, though. It is true. Um, anything you want to plug before we wrap this up? Do you have anything coming up you want people to check out? Um, working on a podcast. Yes. Tell Ho- me hopefully everything. Hopefully that gets off the ground. It's been, <laughs> it's been sitting there for a while. Um, yeah, player-based Amazing. Yeah, we so should we'll talk, be chatting to a couple of players. We should talk about um, yeah. play on radio yeah. maybe getting yeah. to host that yeah, podcast maybe. initially. Maybe. Let's yeah. talk about that. So we're working on that. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of other things in the pipeline, but we'll keep those quiet for the minute. Incredible. Um, so I will link everyone to your social media um, so everyone can go and follow you and support you and <laughs> tell you how amazing you are. Um, thank you so much for coming and having Pleasure. a chat. And I'm so glad we finally got to meet yeah, one another. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's been good. <laughs> thank you for having me. No, uh, thank you so much. And um, I will wrap this up with the fifth and final song that you chose. Yep. Um, I don't know which one that will be at this point, but oh, I will I have an idea. There. I have an idea on which one. <laughs> It'll be a good finisher. Excellent. <laughs> um, anyway, this has been an interview with She Scores. Remember that name because it's very important. And I've been Gemma Bassiani. Make sure you keep listening to Play On Radio. Lots of good music, lots of good footy shows. Not all of it is me, so that's an even better bonus for everyone. Um, But in the meantime, enjoy women's footy and men's footy, I guess. First time in 10 years, I don't have a team in the finals. What am I going to do? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Enjoy the finals. Pray for hope for close games. Pray for Brisbane to win. Yeah, well, it's been a while for them. It has been a while for that. Do a three-peat again. Who knows? I'm, I'd be okay with that. It's okay. Yeah. Swans are going to win the flag next year with all their young talent. <laughs> I'm not usually an optimist, and now I'm going to ruin that. Anyway, I will wrap this up before I keep going too nuts. This play on radio, I'll catch you really soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 